Headaches and Heartaches on Midlands Today, brought to you by the beautiful Abbey Blooms Botanical Gardens and Cafe Community Initiative in Multifarnham, County Westmeath. A wonderful space for relaxation, designed to promote positive mental health and well-being for all. Find Abbey Blooms Botanical Gardens on Facebook. And just in case you're curious, Rory Hafford is not the crime prevention officer in Leashoffley. We shall be returning to the scams that are unfortunately catching many people out on tomorrow's programme when we have enough time to give it a fair hearing. And you weren't arrested on the way in either, were you? Uh, fortunately, no. no. no but there, there is a big guard of presence on the road into into uh, Athlone. Yes, well, the paparazzi heard you were coming. <laughs> That's the voice of Rory Hafford, psychotherapist and author of such books as? Oh, various, nefarious, uh, what was the label? The Millie Diaries, A Savage Silence, The Lake, which is written about Loch Ool, by the way, little ghost story, and many, many more, which I can feel people falling over chairs to turn the radio off at this point. And he is a psychotherapist who has the unenviable task of dealing with Dara's situation. Dara is struggling with trust following her partner's infidelity. And in some ways I can't believe we've been doing this for as long as we have and infidelity has not come up as a topic yet. She wants to rebuild their relationship, but she's finding it challenging to overcome the feelings of betrayal and doubt. How to move forward together and rebuild that trust. Yeah, yeah. This is a toughie. This this is the end of things, possibly the beginning of other things, but it is one of those moments that, that is seminal in your life, so you're, you're never going to forget it. This is tough. And you said it, it, it's odd that it hasn't come up in our conversations, which is true, but it does come up in the clinic, and it comes up quite a lot in the clinic. So at the moment, I'm dealing with two couples. One who are embracing the let's move forward with it and one who are stuck in the hurt, the pain and the anger. And you know what? They're both understandable. Both of them. I get them. So people unpack this stuff in a different way, in a a way and at a pace that actually suits them. But of the, the couple who just want to have a go at each other are stuck. There's no movement. There's none. Because they are pulled in by the hurt and the betrayal and they define and identify themselves by this one act but here's the thing the worst thing that you have ever done does not define you think about that you are much 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 more than just one thing which people hone in on and go well that's you that's what you are that makes you who you are. So the betrayal, the having an affair, whatever. But I hear you when you say it's not defining, but it may show what you are capable of, which previously the person thought you were not. Absolutely, absolutely. And I would agree with that. However, we're just human beings. So by design, we are fundamentally flawed. Fundamentally. And we're all just going in the same direction using whatever sticks and, and aids and helps that we can put our hands on. So I would, be, I would be a fan of the human condition, absolutely. And it is not as cut and dried or black and white. Now, I'm not saying that it doesn't hurt. Hey, I went through it myself. So I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. It absolutely does. I'm not saying that it doesn't make you question yourself, question life question the very reason that you, you're in existence if you've hitched your star to somebody else. Absolutely. However, 
However, we can focus on the problem or we can focus on solutions. Now, the other couple that I have in the clinic at the moment are doing just that. Is the pain still there? Yeah. You can feel it. You can actually feel it in the, in the room. It's almost like a palpable thing. But they have committed to draw a line under it and move forward. So one of the words that, that jumped out at me from, from Dara's text was trust. Now, trust is it's the huge casualty of this. And here's the thing. It's arguable whether you can, you can have the same trust in the same relationship, but you can build new trust in tandem with the new relationship. That's been tried and, and tested and found to be an answer. It's not the answer, but it's an answer. It's a step forward rather, rather than staying stuck in the, in the psychological morass of this. So you're literally stepping forward. And, and the other thing, Will, th- th- this transcends, you know, therapy. You look around at, at the, the country that we live in. A lot of it is about finger pointing and finding fault and apportioning blame. I mean, every second interview you do with politicians, there's elements, not you personally, but the story, there are elements of that. Well, he said and she did and they didn't, and look what they did to the country. There seems to be this huge push. What about just drawing a line under it and going, okay, now what do we do? Because it's not the what of what happens, it's the why of what happens. Mm. And this you, you bring up an interesting challenge here. Who is setting the agenda? Who's in the driving seat? Because if you're the wounded party, you will feel that you should have that decision to yeah. make. Yeah. If you're on the other side, mm-hmm. you risk minimizing what you have done by trying to push forward too quickly. Absolutely, absolutely. There's two things with that. The, to move something forward in, in, a, in a constructive way, if you pull for your partner and they pull for you, in other words, they come over to your frame of reference and see, see the world the way you do it, and they pull for you, they're in your corner, and you do likewise, likewise there's a much better chance that this will work. If you stay in your corner pointing fingers and him and the other one, it's not going to work. It, it, will, it, it is dead in the water even before mm. it gets going. So if you pull there, absolutely. The thing with, with whose fault is it? Fault is a big thing in relation to this. If we look at Dara's text, and again, it is scanty at best. You'd need, you need much more detail on it. But if we were to take it as, as it's presented... There was uh, a betrayal. Now, why did that betrayal happen? Not the what of the betrayal. Why? And does does do do both parties have something to look at within themselves to say this is why it happens, rather than distance mm. yourself from the act and point? Now, I'm not having to go at Dara at all because she must be go going through awful pain at the moment, and I empathise with that and I sympathise with her for it. However, if a betrayal happened, it means absolutely that something wasn't working in the relationship. That demands investigation, I would say. Again, we don't know the circumstances, do we? Was it premeditated and drawn out and an affair that was very conscious? Mm. Was it a drunken 
incident yeah. which wasn't in any way foreseen or planned or... Mm. No. And, do, and you know what? And, you, and is there a spectrum? Because yeah, yes. for some, a breach of trust is a breach of trust. Yeah. Circumstances be damned. Yeah, it's an individual thing. And it depends on, on the way you are in the world. And it depends on how you were brought up and your values and your principles and all those kind of things. So it's, it's not a cut and dried Kind of, kind of thing with that. I have one or two little points, maybe that 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 might be able to help. One is there is hurt, huge hurt when something like this happens. So hurt is there for a reason. Now, if you go to a GP, for instance, with something like this, you'll probably be diagnosed with with a form of depression because let's face it, you know, you're not going to be over the moon with your partner cheating on you. So, and you might get a, a, a pill for that. But all that does, in effect, is dampen down a very real emotion that's there for a reason. It's there to tell you something. So you have to learn from this emotion not kill it even before it it, it, it it makes the point. So unpack the hurt, sit with it, go through it, ideally with a therapist. Go through it, go through the nuance of it, go through how you're feeling, go through where you feel it in your body because you have a better chance then somatically to manage it rather than the whole thing being up in your head. The other thing is learn from your own involvement in the whole thing. Was there something that you, you may be the, the, the put upon party, the hurt party, but learn from your involvement in the relationship as a whole in the round and see, was there something that I could have done differently? Why did my partner feel the need to go with somebody else? If I had that situation again, what would I do differently? And then finally, and here's the tough one. Here's the toughie. Forgive. Without forgiveness, life is just an endless cycle of retaliation and retribution. Balancing act, isn't it? Mm. That forgiveness in time, you may feel if you do it too quickly, there's a risk of it happening again. There may be a temptation to punish. Mm. Touch wood, not something I've experienced. <laughs> Stop banging your head, Will. John is in Athlone and uh, we've altered his name for the reasons of protecting his identity but also his children but he says he really struggles to communicate with them he feels disconnected and he would like to bridge the gap and become closer with his family but they grunt and they sigh whenever he talks to them I love this one I love it. The, this, this is happening all around us. So this is happening now as we speak. This is happening where uh, kids are completely and utterly divorced from, from parents, from older people. They're being raised by Google. Now, if you, if you have your phone in front of you, firstly, you have instant gratification because you have instant access. So whatever it is that blows your hair back, Bang, touch of a button, they have it. But here's the thing with, with the online world, which is called two-dimensionality, by the way. So it's you and your screen. But the real world is three-dimensional. Well, it's, it's, it can be more, but we'll say it's three. It's you, your screen, and other people. You know, now you and I would say, you are aware that there are other people in the world. Well, a lot of the younger generation growing up are trained 
to think that it's it's just them. It's just about them. It's just about what entertains them, what 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 they spend their time on. But here's the kicker. If it's you and your screen, you're just looking. You're not talking. There's no interaction. There's no connectivity. So in the most connected we have ever been in the history of mankind, we are more disconnected than ever. And I did a little, I was sitting over in the coffee shop before I came over here and I did a little tester. And there was about 10 people in the shop. And I worked to see who would look at me. Would there be contact with me? Would there be eye contact with me? And in the younger people, not a bit of it. Now, the older lads might give you, you know, a how are you or mm. a wink or whatever, but the younger generation, not a chance. I was... Now you know who that stranger staring at you was. <laughs> <laughs> no I need to call the gore thee. <laughs> no, 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 none indeed. But the, the thing is, recently I was going through, I was going through back home up through Castle Pollard and I went into the, the supermarket to get a, a coffee and I made the mistake of not checking how many people were actually standing at the checkout. And when I got there, it was school knocking off time. So there was a gazillion young fellas at the... And as I'm walking down the aisle, they're all looking at me. And I mean hard. Hard. Some aggressively. And when I got up to them, I said, a lot of looking, fellas. A lot of looking. Nobody talking. Nobody saying hello. Nobody acknowledging my existence. A lot of looking. And now there's a woman looking at me. She thinks I'm insane. She thinks there's a lunatic loose in the supermarket. But they didn't know what I was talking about because it doesn't make any sense to them. So I am not a human being in their world. I'm a picture. I'm a picture just the same as if you were looking at somebody on the screen. Can I, I inject something here? Okay. I just, don't like to be injected live just on air. But to be on. disagreeable. Mm. So you talk <laughs> no. about... You talk about the teenagers being immersed in their phones. Yeah. But when we're children, we latch on to our parents and we get the comfort and we want to please them. Mm. And when we become that bit older adolescent, then we want to be part of the tribe. Of course. And our tribe at that age would be our peers, yeah. other teenagers. And parents, therefore, seem less relevant and are further out of orbit. And I think to my pain when I reflect on my own teenage years. Yes, I did drift a bit from my parents and probably was more inclined to give grunts and monosyllabic answers. And it's only when you're in your 20s or your 30s you then reconnect at a deeper level. So I wonder if that's always been the case and if it's just amplified a bit by technology. I think, I think, I think you're spot on. Yeah. I, th I think what happens is we, we look at the tools that we are surrounded by and we go, what will suit me? Now, this whole online world, this is, this is a game changer. I mean, this, this has thrown everything out of orbit, you know? And, and they, they have latched on because all their friends are doing the same thing. But I believe that this is, this is more dangerous than we have any clue. And it's going to take a generation before we see the things. I have a couple of pointers for the, for the guy, if that's okay. Will I? Will I go for it? Go for it. Okay. Okay, this is a mad idea. Mad idea. Send them a video. Make a little video and go, how are you? It's me. You remember me? The guy who, who, <laughs> who keeps a roof over your head and, and feeds you? Now you're connecting on their level. I said it's a mad idea. Just bear with me. Two, discuss their phones with them. 
What's important to this generation? Their bloody phone and their computer and their this. And they can talk endlessly about that. Find something that's important to them and connect on that level. Discuss the online games that they play and that they play with their friends. And what do they get out of it? And why do they do it? And could I get involved? You know, mad stuff like that. Come over to their world. Maybe one of the problems with this man is that he's trying to pull them over to his world. So the world that, that so I don't know about you, because you have this perpetually youthful experience, but in my world, in the world of the 80s, you know, that's what we did. We, everybody was in the same existence, the same mode. But this younger generation are completely at variance with that. So in order for you to connect you're going to have to come over to their frame of reference. I'd like to get the feedback of parents on this. 083 30 10 103 on text and on WhatsApp. Headaches and heartaches on Midlands Today. Brought to you by the beautiful Abbey Blooms Botanical Gardens and Cafe Community Initiative in Multifarnham County, Westmeath. A wonderful space for relaxation designed to promote positive mental health and well-being for all. Find Abbey Blooms Botanical Gardens on Facebook.